0: Hi there, welcome to conversations where we seek to advance your leader and team excellence by discussing relevant topics that impact today's organizations. Welcome to the show. And welcome back to part two of our Ask Anything Roundtable series with my guests, Dr. Diane Wyatt and Dr. Anthony Perdue. Today, we'll be discussing how to help a disorganized and unprepared leader, as well as unpack some advice for the startup entrepreneur on today's Conversations for Leaders and Teams. This leader is a member of a department and asks, how do I help our group that has a disorganized, unprepared leader? That is not uncommon. uh, Just because you're you're in a leadership role doesn't mean that you're going to be uh, prepared or disorganized. Maybe that person has a ranger.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they took the same assessment you did. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but it is that perception. So it, it goes, you know, to you, Dr. Purdue, about, mm-hmm. you know, how are we aligning with, with how we're being perceived? And then, uh, you know, my first thought about that is this, this uh, leader used, how do I help our group? And, you know, my first thinking is, is it a group or is it a team? you know, you and, like? and as a team, do you have a common goal? And if you are a team, uh, it, you know, psychological safety is, is so important. It, it's important with, um, you know, individuals in a coaching session. It's, it's important with um, organizations. It's important for teams, you know, to be able to have that vulnerability to have conversations around what you're experiencing with your leader. And so Um, you know, when I think about that, it's, it's, you know, is this person open to having a conversation is has that psychological safety, which oftentimes goes by the wayside, uh, because people don't uh, think they they need it. Um, But it is truly uh, part of being an efficient, uh, effective, and and well producing uh, team. So I'd love to get your thoughts about um, having an unprepared disorganized leader and how somebody can help with that.
1: The first being, and we've talked about personality, right? And, and others that we may put on ourselves, but it's not fair to put on others. So one of the first questions I would ask is, is it, you know, is it something about the, the, the person who's asking the question? About their preferences or expectations of a level of detail and organization that they that they may be uh, used to that they're imposing on not only that leader but also perhaps the group, right? So that would be part of the the question is is, is really around self-discovery first to see how that person felt about the mm-hmm. question they were asking. Secondly, I would ask them if the the leader's even aware of themselves. So really. Focusing on this awareness first to see if it's mm-hmm. something that the leader is even um, that even recognizes as a, as an issue, because they may they may be thinking, you know what, um, I'm the leader of this group. This this group runs very well. It may not be organized to the degree that um, you'd like it, but it's organized to the degree that gives us enough flexibility and adaptability to be nimble, especially in a time. Like this, where the organization is, is calling us on us to be flexible and, and adaptable. So, I think it would start with an, an awareness of and an, and an assessment of the question itself because it, it may be an assumption to some degree based upon a level of expectations. If it is the case, let's say there are deficiencies in the organizational, uh, uh, in the organization of the leader where it actually is causing challenges. Um, there's this term called uh, meritocracy, um, and it's used in in context of, of of leadership where you are you can lead based upon your abilities. And so, if you are a strong organizer or someone that that has a gift of organization, you know maybe it's your ability and it's your time to step up to say, "Hey, I'd love to help and to serve you." Um, and yes. it's a term called servant servant leadership that. Uh, that's, uh, to me, one of the most powerful forms of leadership. And I'm, I imagine we can talk a little bit more about that. Um, but really serving your group and serving your leader in your strength, in your ability to organize. So I would recommend that you um, really dig into that and see if that's something that you can, can do to help and to serve, if that's, in fact, an issue once you do some, 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 some soul searching
0: yeah don't it's been my experience that uh leaders of of uh, organizations groups teams they often feel like they can't step up and in or they can't ask the question how can i serve you how can you know if they're thinking that leader is leader and and the leader is the end all be all um that is that is false because we are all, you know, if there is a, a common goal, a common mission, a common vision, um, then we should be stepping in and serving, uh, regardless of that that rank or hierarchy, where it later falls. And Dr. Wider, you talked all about expectations, uh, you know, in, in your your show with me. And so I, I'd love to hear maybe some of your thoughts around, uh, you know, a disorganized leader, unprepared leader, and perhaps how that person could be, be served.
2: Yeah, I think, I think the first thing is that you know, I, just as we were talking about, really understanding what's going on. I mean, if I'm aware and I'm dissatisfied, gosh, this is an old management concept of whose ox is gored, you know, who, who has the power to actually make the change. And oftentimes the person, you know, who has the motivation to make the change isn't necessarily the one who has the power to make the change. However, I would say that, First, there's more and more research that's coming out about this follower leader uh, relationship where it's a partnership and how integrated and integral each one is to the other. So just as Dr. Perdue was talking about the expectations, like I might have an expectation that a leader function in a particular way, you know, what's that, that psychological agreement? What's the actual agreement? What's the understanding about how that works? Now that leader very well may be functioning in a strength which is completely aggravating to that individual. And so now we back up even further going to is this a group or a team and what are we trying to accomplish? And is this is this really a hindrance into what's trying to be what's what the goals are and what the organization's trying to accomplish or is it or is it actually a strength? in some other area because of what's happening. And it just happens to be a real irritant to this individual. So, um, and not to say that the leader shouldn't shouldn't make changes or adjust, but really understanding where that root comes from of it in the situation and really, again, acknowledging that you can have that relationship possibly of being able to speak into that or ask the questions. Um, I think that we, we are learning more as followers that it's okay to ask questions, that um I need that to, to really be able to to step in and take a risk. Um, if you're so uncomfortable that it's irritating you um, and maybe even creating uh creating um oh, a risk at least in your relationship with that leader then it certainly needs to be addressed. Um, and approaching them with a question, or approaching them with, you know, how can I serve you, um, is is going to help the situation. Definitely, it may not be the, the fastest result, so to speak, but um, it can go to that. And it, it's interesting because we're talking about this whole area of awareness, which, you know, is it. And I ask this question a lot: is is it awareness that creates the desire to change? Or is it the desire to change that creates awareness? Wow. That's one of my head questions. So, yes. <laughs> but anyway, when you're looking at it, so, so you have this individual who's dissatisfied and obviously wants some change. I think asking those questions, how can I serve you? What is it that you need of me? And really hearing what the leader might need that may have nothing to do with what you would like it to have something to do with. But if you really want to serve that leader, then being in a place of of following through with what their request is of you um, will help even just your relationship and building trust.
0: Yes, building trust is so important. Yes, all right, that was great, thank you. Uh, We have our next question that is, Hold on a second. <laughs> I, I guess my other papers are on the printer. Let me look over here. <laughs>
1: it's your show. Take your time. That's right.
0: <laughs> okay, our next... You need a producer. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, let's uh, so our next two questions uh, is from an entrepreneur who is asking how to develop uh, business and or uh, consulting models. So that's, that's the first question. We can answer them individually or together. So how does this uh, entrepreneur develop business or consulting models? And then how or when should somebody create products from their services? Yeah. And I think these are questions that, uh, you know, entrepreneurs, especially, they struggle with, uh, you know, what order do we, do we do things in? You know, are we just going on, uh, you know, maybe what others are doing? Do we look at, uh, again, our strengths and where we're, we're strong in and what we can provide? And, you know, so the, this is, uh, you know, a great qu- a great question for somebody who is just, you um, and, and And from what they they wrote, I feel like they're just starting yeah and 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 that's a space that um that I think we should spend some time and give some direction here
1: well, I would say, um a couple things, and i would I would start with perhaps leveraging some models to create eventually get to a point where you can create models, so one of the first things is. And, and I, I imagine this person or they have a, a business plan. One of the when I've, I've done business coaching as well, I'm actually a certified business coach. Um, I've had my clients use what's called a lean canvas, and it's a one pager of your business your business plan. It's you know why you are, what's your what's your mission, and who are your target clients? Um, what's your your short term goals? What are you what are your products and services and and then you know, fin- from a financial perspective, what, it's, what, it's, what is it gonna cost to be able to pr- produce this? But in doing the, the Lean Canvas, part of what you want to be able to do, and Kelly, you alluded to this, is how do you prioritize your, because you, if you're only pers- one person or two people, you have limited resources, limited mm-hmm. time, limited money. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so, a strat- so coming up with a strategy, and I think really being able to, um, if you know your 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 purpose or mission, your values and your vision, where you want to take the company, being able to set medium-term goals, let's say a year, where you want to go, and then I would leverage tools such as the SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, mm-hmm. opportunities, threats, as well as something called SOAR, which is S O A R, which is strengths, opportunities, aspirations, and results, and and with that you can get more granular about where you're trying to go um, specifically. So you can say, you can, you know, a year from now, I want to have these measurable goals in whatever business you have, whether it be number of customers, whether it be um, number of products sold, um, books sold, whatever, whatever that that product is. And so, part of that, once you understand the measurable result you want, then it's about creating a strategy on how to get there and strategy is the art in a lot of ways of saying no or saying no to everything that looks good. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to focusing, uh, I think the big word is you know, focus. I would say, depending on where you, where you are with your SWOT analysis, what your strengths and weaknesses, opportunities are and potential threats and your results, then you could focus on those things that are gonna give you the biggest return for the lowest investment risk or time. And that's going to be your quick hits, the biggest return for the lowest results pardon me the uh, lowest risks um, time and and investment and I would focus on what those are and then figure out a plan on how you can break those things up into milestones to be able to uh, to move forward in in launching the business. yeah yeah,
0: because there is risk entrepreneur ship is is full of risks and you need to be smart, especially when you're starting out right
2: mm-hmm. and I would add to that just a little bit first that's fantastic I mean that's such a just just thinking that way can help somebody to frame and come out of the confusion a little bit and mm-hmm. come out of the weight of what's happening um I do think that it's important for for folks to have processes and a lot of times people don't, a lot of times, especially you know, consultants who may function alone or function in a small group, aren't always aware of their own processes. And it is important to have those business processes in place, what are you doing first, next, et cetera, et cetera. And a key to that is this whole pipeline. You know, I work with folks a lot of times on business plans and business plan development, and one of the things that they don't even put into their schema is uh, the pipeline how what first of all where, where are you getting clients from how are you moving them along the pipeline of services or products that you have and who's managing that part of the process so when you're a small business you know you're the one who's who's doing you're delivering the product you're delivering the service but you also have to be the one or maybe your partner in managing the process of of the pipeline and knowing where somebody is along that pipeline, how are you getting them into the pipeline? And you know, we talk about that in terms of marketing, but that's a that's one of the things to really think about when you're talking about your own business. Um, there's a there's a a lot of sayings with consultants that you know it's kind of feast or famine. Like you you're so busy working on the project with this client that you forget that you need a client after this client. Um, And when you have, when you have a small business that can be difficult because you're focusing your resources onto one individual. So when you have a process, you know, who's, who's where, how are you managing or co-managing that process uh, for yourself? Uh,
0: And I think it's important for, uh, for people who are, who are journeying, on this road that you don't have to reinvent the wheel uh, yeah. <laughs> you know there are times when uh, yes you can be like you know Dr. Perdue and coming up with uh, you know amazing assessments uh, because you know he's talented in that way and he knows how to do it and he, he's seen that it, it's worked but there are times when we can lean into uh, you know things that are already in place. You can look at people who have gone before you. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to contact a coach or or somebody who's gone before you, a consultant uh, who has has done things. There there are several services out there. You know small business associations. Uh, you know different uh, area, the chamber of commerce. Um, you know networking with with people and really getting yourself. Um, educated, I, t- I use YouTube <laughs> for a lot of different things. If I need to know something, um, I want to hear. You know, and that's the learner in me. I want to I want to be listening. I want to be tuning into what people have done. I want to be, um, you know, assessing. Does this align with with what my needs are or what I am looking for? You know, that 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 business plan that I have, does it fit into it? And so I, I think that uh, when you are on that cusp of uh, making or turning a hobby into an actual business, uh, there's a lot of things that you can do that are without cost, uh, at meaning money, uh, financial cost. Uh, and there are some things that, yes, indeed, that you do need to uh, you know, spend some money on to, to be able to educate yourself or to be able to brainstorm with somebody who has gone before you mm
2: mm-hmm. yeah okay. yeah.
0: I, I, yeah and I, I was gonna add that. to
2: that as you I do I mean I do too, and as you were talking it's it's really kind of deciding which layers do you want to pay for mm-hmm. um you know and and that type of thing but i I do think there's a there are a lot of free services out there, and I even with business plans again working with when I work with a client and developing a business plan, I pull a template down. Uh, When I'm directing students, you know, I have them go to templates, uh, or a lot of times, and answer the questions. I mean, the SBA, really, for a business plan has a great question series, and that when you press yourself through the questions, which you're the only one who can answer them, and this is one of the things that I do think is important. I've actually had people come to me and say, "Will you write my business plan. Here, I'll pay you. I say, well, it's an interactive process. you know I need your time. well, I'm paying you because I don't have time. well, then I can't do that for you. I can't be the one if it's your business, you're the one that needs to be involved in that part of the process, and I really you know if you're going to pay me, I'll write my own business plan, but you know it's it's I can't write your business plan without you, and that's part of the the key but As you said, the SBA is there. Uh, Many of the big metropolitan areas also have a specific branch for women's business. Um, uh, Women's business, so they have a division of the small business that is for women in business. So if that's that's where you are, that's a, a place I would really lean into a little bit as well. And sometimes when you're near universities, they may have incubators or they may have business centers that will assist you with that. So there's some resources that could be available without cost as you set a foundation and then as you want to build uh, you can invest a little bit more but this is a great place for a coach you know the coach can help you in understanding you and assisting you with accomplishing your goals even your own leadership development goals I mean one of the things that that I think about in this whole thing are two principles I learned at McDonald's and one is staff to the level that you want to grow. And that Mm -hmm. was a huge principle. It was a really hard thing for people to, to understand, like staffing to the level you want to grow really means you're going to be losing money for a little while while you bring that, while you, you know, create the business up to that staffing. And it wasn't huge. It would be incremental. You know, you'd have these goals that hit that goal, move up, hit that goal, move up. The other one is to get your own house in order before you invite business in. Boy, isn't that an interesting Mm. principle? But that was a McDonald's. It's written kind of in the, when you're, when you're looking at business growth, it's one of those things like, are the things in your own house in order? Do you have your processes in place? Do you have enough employees? Um, Do you have your systems down? So to what this, this person's asking Do you know what those systems are have you developed them for yourself and do you have them in place so for us as coaches and consultants do we have our our welcome packets do we have our um do we have our our letters that we might be using that just might need to be tweaked so when this person's asking this question about what is you know do they do they have those processes in place and do they have their products developed to the point that they, they can you know sell them, and do they have a supply? If they're going to sell them, are they going to run out? I mean, we you know so anyway, enough of that. But it's looking at the processes, looking at that for yourself, and and maybe that's where you you know you need the help as to how am I going to do this? What does this look like? What's it going to look like if a client comes to me for a business or comes to me for a product? How am I gonna walk through this with them? What's them? What's me? What's us? Do I? You know. So I I think that getting your house in order and understanding that piece is is imperative, but then understanding yourself and and that leader role that you have um, in in the process um, that part of your own development and that's a it's a great place for a coach even if you're going to get other services free. Having a coach help you with you is huge, especially in these moments, especially in these moments. Matter of fact, I just had an individual I'm aware of who, who built a business plan and was talking about as they get it off the ground. I said, I, I just, I can't encourage you enough to go get a coach for your... Uh,
0: just to tag on to that is is to know who who are you serving? Because how mm-hmm. can we develop uh you know our our organization how can we develop services how can we develop uh you know products for uh, you know are we just going to do it i'll say (laughs) willy-nilly because so many times you know that's how people operate but if you're going to be strategic if you have that strategic mindset it's like understand who is your audience. Who are you serving? And then, you know, who are you as a person? Because we bring ourselves into our business. We, you know, we are our business. And so, you know, who are we, what are we capable of? Who are we serving? All those questions have to come and be answered uh, before we step into actually um, operations, if you will, uh, of our business. And sometimes that's done, um, you know, by default or design, and and I prefer to do things by design if I'm able to. And you know, all the things that you, Doctor Purdue, said, as well as you, Doctor Wyatt, are, are all you know feeding into what we need to do. There's all this pre-work before we get to the work, and I think allowing mm-hmm. yourself permission to just do that pre-work is important. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Well, and this is a, a plug here, but, but it's true. Like, this is a great space for even just the Clifton team assessment to understand the strengths of your team as you're getting started to see how they function and what each one really, how they function best and what each one brings to the table. So, that's, yeah.
0: that's great information. That's all the time we have for today's conversation. Tune in next time for more on the Roundtable series where we're answering your questions with Dr. Diane Weider and Dr. Anthony Perdue. Until next time, this is Dr. Kelly Whalen. Keep doing great things because our world needs leaders like you.